Hello, everybody. Welcome to the European Championship of Drink, Euro 2020, presented by us, the Thinking Drinkers. We're still in the knockout rounds. We're going to do two games uh, today for you. We've got two. We've got, we've got Belgium versus the Czech Republic, Battle of Beers, and then we've got Holland versus Spain. Two yeah. very, very uh, favourites for the tournament, I'd say. Yeah. You, Tom? I would. Spain, I've worn my uh, five-year-old um, Barcelona t-shirt in honour of the Spanish. That's the only football shirt I had that was relevant. It's going to be a big one. Uh, let's start with the beers. Let's yeah. All right. With the beers. So, okay. Let's get the checks up first. Uh, as you can see, that is a brewery. Uh, those are some brewing kettles. Those are from the Budweiser Budvar Brewery in Czeski Budjovice. Oh, hello. Yeah, brewery. I just thought, well, the Czechs love beer so much, they even take a bath in it. Look mm. at that. So, some sexy Czechs. Bouncy, uh, bouncy, check, check. Check out. But yeah. Check out. Yeah, right. Let's go uh, they've got, got, they've got uh, first of all, first you should know they've got a lovely new can. 125 years old uh, this year. So, it dates back to 1895. Uh, and you've got a lovely, we've got an actual Budweiser tankard here. So you Look want to at go. that. These guys Whoa. have gone all out. They've sent us yep. beer and glassware. Lovely Look stuff. Look at that. Oh, we're top my nose. Oh, you can see. Oh, oh lovely, lovely <clears throat> beer. Oh, yum, 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 yum. You want oh. it to look like, you want it to be mostly foam to begin with. And then it reveals the golden lager beneath. Um, and you want to add a little bit more. Now, Budweiser, Budvar. Let me tell you about them, Tom. Listeners watchers whatever you want to call yourselves very important part of the czech brewing uh, history started in uh 1895 um but the budweiser brewery was it dates back something to around the 13th century uh when it was the official beer of the holy roman empire in but in, in the beers of czeska budovitsky in the 15th century there were over 44 breweries tom there and then uh more recently it's state-owned um, by the by the Czech government, they own still own the brewery after the Verbal Revolution. Lots of other breweries sold out um, to foreign investors. They came in, kicked loads of tires, loads of breweries. But the uh, they were going to sell this to Anheuser Busch, who owned Budweiser. But then there was protests. They only wanted to pay something like one point five million pounds or something. The cheeky bastards. Cheeky bastards. Cheeky bastards. Buy so um, that in yeah. Hertfordshire. Yeah, I would get you get you a famous beers. Get, get lost a, for the price of a mock Tudor Piss mansion off. in Harpenden. Um, Scumbags. Mm. Probably came in in a anyway. cowboy hat. Hey guys, yeah, I'm gonna pay one point five million dollars. Like, Coming up, good day, mate. Which can't do the accent. Anyway, hello there. They said <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no more. Veering into dangerous territory. Um, anyway, so it's state owned. It's the original book, book, uh, Budweiser, the, and it was really originally known as the Beers Beer of Kings. And uh, the American Budweiser took that, changed it to the King of Beers. And the two breweries have been involved in loads and loads of lawsuits, around 800 lawsuits over 100 years, to, uh, and they're arguing all over the world about who should have the Budweiser name. Now, they should. They should, because they have the geographical um, significance. They're from the town of Czechia Budovice. 
There may not have been, they, they actually started brewing after the Americans, but there was a brewery in Budjevice who was importing their beer to America. So it's all linked to, to the town. And, and it's a town just as important as Burton and, and uh, Munich in terms of brewing, and Pilsen, obviously, in brewing important. So it's lovely gear. It's got lovely Zars hops. Um, lovely Moravian malt, and they lager it properly for a long period of time, over a month. It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff. It's and good beer. It's a strong start. It's a strong start. The Czechs have come out the Czechs drink, the Czechs drink more beer than anyone else in the world per person. 191 litres a year. That's over 500 millilitres a year. Given that a pint is 568 millilitres a year, that's a lot of beer. And that's including... Uh, people who uh, don't drink and children. So, in fact, yeah. they probably drink a lot more than that. Yeah. Well done, the Czech Republic. But, Very ben, strong game. But they're coming up against a refined, oh, sexy little them. outfit in the Belgians, aren't they? Who have you got? And what have you got there? We've got Leavman's Creek, which is a cherry beer. And I have found a cherry that someone put on the World Wide Web uh, with hilarious consequences. They had found a cherry with a little penis in it. Very good. Look at that. Isn't that Never not excellent? funny. Never not, not funny. funny. Never not funny. And I've, I've got, got I've gone for something a little bit more sophisticated. Uh, Grand Place uh, in, in Brussels. I don't know why they call it so grand. Oh, crust. And then uh, it's just around the corner from the Mannequin Piss, the most underwhelming uh, national monument in all of Europe. Uh, so Leafman's Creek. This is from Flanders. Belgium, as you know, is uh, divided into two parts, really. You've got Wallonia in the south. Uh, they have French drinking village idiots. And then in the north, you've got the Flemish, the Dutch speakers. And this is a Flemish beer. It comes from Leafman's. comes from a place called Oudenard, which is famous for their, their Flemish brunes, Flemish brown ales. And they're aged and blended together. And this sits, this cherry beer, they sit the beer on uh, loads and loads of Danish and Belgian cherries. And they leave it there for about six months. Mm. Ooh. And, and they include, they keep the stones in there, which gives it a lovely, the stones and cherry, funny enough, gives it a nice almondy aspect element to it. And Tom, you're drinking it very nicely out of a flute. That's how I'd recommend it's, it. It's, it's, it's a, a, um, it's a uh, is it? Is it Wang? Yeah. Vera Wang. It's a Vera Wang. Sham Wang. <laughs> Wang alone. Wang, wang, yeah, wang it's, a, it's a Vera Wang uh, champagne flute. And I would suggest that you do that as well. Yeah. Uh, now it's 6%. Because, oh, it's a very refined vessel. Right. It's quite dry. But it's called Brute. So that gives you the idea of it's quite, quite, quite mm. dry. It's very... The problem we have normally with... Uh, Fruit beers oh, wow. is they're very sweet and sickly, but this chill down in a champagne flute, as Tom is uh, drinking it, is wonderful, wonderful gear. And the base beer is called Gunbond, and it's a very, very well established, well regarded uh, Flemish brown beer. Mm. And it's all about the blending in Flanders. They get lots of old beers, young beers blend together, a bit like uh, whiskey blending, I suppose. And uh, and they use real fruit in there. They often get little children to put the cherries in. It's kind of like slave labor, uh, child labor, but not really because they're having fun. <laughs> so you can't um, buy it for one pound fifty for a, a, a 
pair of trousers like you can in Primark. This is actually it's good gear. Good gear. Good gear. Good gear, mate. Uh, and uh, it, I like it. It gets like better it. over time as well. Like the mm. best before date is 2029. So good. Well, I have to say, uh, we'll what come back to so? the winner. Shall we come back to the winner, I, or should we pick them now? Listen, no. the, the, the reality of this is, is that Bubba and Czech beer is one of my favourite. Yeah. Favourite of them all, and this is what I would choose to drink while watching a game of football in a pub. Yes. Ironically. However, uh, I, I am, I'm, I'm thinking that the Belgians might have, have sort of given them a bit of a game there. So I'm kind of torn because that's a very different style of beer that I might not necessarily go for, but I can really appreciate that other people would enjoy. So, well, uh, I think as well, I think um, having watched some of our videos, I wonder whether they're a bit laddie. So I think maybe we need to... Uh, Appeal to the the, the chicks. They can't yeah. say, you can't. Can you say chicks? I think you can. I don't think they mind that. Chicks, birds, sorts. Can you say sorts? Can you say poontang? Can you say poontang? Poontang. Uh, none of these things you can say. Ladies no. uh, probably don't like reading like that anymore, do they? No, Girls, I mean no. it's Women. it's very condescending and cliche to say that ladies would like fruit beer more than blokes and so on that's not what i'm saying but this does go well with it's chocolate. exactly what you're saying <laughs> no it goes well with chocolate and and you can drink this while wearing like heels while wearing yeah. heels and yeah uh, and talking tittle tattle with your reading friends. romance novels yes <laughs> so yes on that on that uh basis i feel very bad to knock out Budfar though it's penalties it's gone to penalties again <laughs> So yeah, it's kind of this last 16, isn't it? I'm going to give it to the Belgians because I think we can probably base this a little bit on the football as well. If it's this close, I'd say mm. the Belgians probably would have the, have the edge in the game in reality. So, okay, all right. I'm sorry, Badvar and Czech Republic. I think you deserve to do better, but... We'll drink Czech beer uh, because it is fantastic. And, yeah, uh, all right. No, Good. There's no real loser there. Uh, should we go on okay. to the next game? Yeah. Let's go on to the next game. Where we'll we just go through. Now we've got Spain um, versus uh, the Netherlands. Which one are we going for? <laughs> Which one also? I'll go for Espana. Espana first. Uh, I, I had two pictures for this. This one, because it reminded me of Espana 82. What an, iconic, yeah, yeah. what an iconic tournament. And this one, because this is a Spanish farmer who looks a bit like Donald oh, Trump. Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, I, I, I'll stick with the farmer for a while because we're going to have a Rioja, Rioja around the clock. A Rioja around the clock. There we go. A Cune uh, Tempranillo Rioja. Uh, that's, that's every every European accent in one there. And um, the, the the Tempranillo grape the, from the Rioja region, very very famous for uh, Spanish wines. Um, and yes, yeah, the, the Spanish flagship, I suppose you'd say, the flagship of uh, of their grapes. Um, and I like Tempranillo. I had it. I had it at my wedding actually because I like the quite easy drinking, fruity elements that it brings to your uh, glass. And it does have a mm. a do status. The region a uh, doc status. Yeah, a do a denomination de, de, de origin. Um, and they got that in 1982, which is why I thought it might be nice to have the 1982 World Cup 
symbol. Very good there. tournament. Yeah, very good tournament. And also had the disgrace of Gijon. Sporting Gijon. Which was the game between West Germany and Austria. Do you remember that, Ben? You probably do when I start telling you about it. When, um, when to qualify... West oh Germany yes, would, would get through if they won by one or two clear goals. And yeah, and they the just they played it out as a draw, and then they just bailed about for for eighty minutes. Not and, uh, I mean, not content with kicking up a right fuss in the forties. Mm. They then go and do that. Mm. There you go. But um, it's the unlike the Spanish football team, which is very famous these days for just pinging it about and being quite The grapes that go into this wine are actually pretty robust, quite okay. hardcore. Uh, they grow in a region where the, the vines uh, have to deal with very, very cold winters and uh, very, very hot summers. And as a result, I mean, you get a very... Talk me through that again. Cold winters and hot summers. Well, very, very cold. Oh, I see. Very, very hot. And that's what places me above you in uh, weather reporting status. <laughs> okay, well, it's very, very, and you just said cold and hot. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm accentuating the extremes with the word okay. very. <laughs> and as a result, what we have is a very, very, <laughs> very, very uh, r- ripe and red and deep coloured Very wine. red wine. It's a very <laughs> red wine. It's <laughs> red wine. They should make a song about it. Um, and it tastes incredibly fruity. Yes. Ooh. I think it's quite full-bodied. I think it's got some tannins in there. And, Such a rounded mouthfeel. And I think it's got um, black cherry and uh, maybe some hints of chocolate. Okay, nice. You've pretty much said exactly what it says on the label. Oh, no, I didn't. That, 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 is a, that is a wine that I've, I've got two bottles of this, and this one I've kept closed because I'm going to re-gift that uh, because I think that is a perfect um, wine to have with a nice bit of red meat. Um, and so I'm going to take that to someone's house where they're doing a barbecue, and they're going to think, oh, I, I, I saw you talking about that on those videos you did. <laughs> No one's watching. Uh, anyway, I like it. It's good. The Riocas are good. Yeah, um, Rioja ran a clocker. I, I think they're, they're in a contention with that. The Spanish have brought some, some serious skills to the drinking in this tournament. But they're up against the Dutch and they're up against Kettle One. There Which you go. one are you That's doing? Are you doing the botanicals? Well, I've got the botanicals, but let's talk about Kettle One generally because it's a yeah. distillery that's based in this place. Wait till you see my boy. Wait a minute. <laughs> there he is. What a hunk. Wow. He That's would not flag. He would not look oh I like it. He well, would not look see. Um, Yeah, it's cut it's cut off the top bit, but there is orange at the top. Or red. Oh I see. I see, yes, gotcha. But look at him. His skin looks very slip slidey. Um, slip <laughs> he wouldn't look out of place in my um my son's uh Yeah. Football shirt, which is slightly ill-fitting. Um, I've gone for the picturesque, pretty town of Schiedam, which uh, 400 years ago was the centre of the distilling world. They had, uh, not 400 years ago, in the 1600s, yeah, let's not do maths, that's what we're good at. But in the 1600s, uh, they had about 400 distilleries operating there. Over time, some of the distilleries have fallen away, but uh, the, the Nolets distillery, 
run by the Nolet family remains. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of gin heritage there. Uh, they were making Genevas or Anavas originally. They mm. still make great gin at the Nolet distillery, but they also make this kettle one. The kettle one is vodka. So they use their extraordinary distilling heritage and mm. expertise to make kettle one vodka. Kettle one refers to the, the copper pot that they make their, their vodka in, and it means that their vodka's got lots of character. It's a really great vodka. Uh, if you think all vodkas taste the same, listen to our podcasts. We'll do a vodka podcast and we'll prove that they don't. Kettle mm -hmm. one is one with lots of character and peppery notes. And, um, and then they use that base to make their kettle one botanicals. Um, now, this differs to gin in that it doesn't have juniper in, but they made a range of botanical flavors. So this is peach and orange blossom. And they like gins and they got, they're distilled with lots of lovely flavors and um, they taste fantastic neat or with tonic water or with a soda water. So like a gin and tonic, but without the juniper. So it was a very clever idea and they are very tasty. Um, and I'm going to have mine now. And you have got, what have you got, Ben? Well, I've, got a, I've made myself a kettle one martini. Oh! Because it's a Monday. Yes, well, I wrote extensively about the martinis in Holland mm. uh, myself, Ben, for the Daily Telegraph. Mm. I had some kettle oh, one. Oh, yeah, well. oh, I had some kettle one martinis over there uh, on uh, Orange Day, the, the massive celebration yep. for royalty. That's brilliant, um, and it does make a stunning the martini. So you're right to go for that. Um, but I love what they're doing with botanicals as well. They've got all this her heritage, so they know all about how to. Also, the big thing about this is the calories of this. Calorie, I mean, as you can see, beach body ready. Um, the guy behind me, he's just been drinking those botanical drinks, hasn't he? That's why he's so buff, because um, the calorie count on uh, one of the, the botanical, Kettle One botanicals with soda is considerably less. It's about 70 or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, less I than... I haven't got that um, statistic to hand, but it is yes, a fraction... A lot less than a glass of white wine and a lot less than a G&T. So Absolutely. If so you are it, trying it, to drink heavily whilst <laughs> losing weight, this is the one, guys. Well, no, no but it's also drink responsibly. It's also thirty percent ABV, so it yeah. is. It's kind of designed to create a sort of an alternative, yeah. lower ABV spirit with all the flavour, which they've managed to do. The Dutch, they are crafty when it comes to their distilling. They do have the heritage. They did give us gin. They know what they're doing with that with their vodka. And, uh, and they're generally, I like the Dutch. I love the Dutch. I like I like the Spanish too. Um, where they're not, you know, pushing donkeys around, and yeah, all that sort of stuff. And I do like Rioja. As I said, had it at my wedding, uh, Tempranillo. But um, don't know what enough do about wine. That's that's basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll... <laughs> it's hard to argue the case when you don't really know what you're talking about. Oh, we got uh, full bodied and tannin in there. I mean, the wine. I mean. Can't be that difficult, can it? Yes. Um, Smoking mirrors. Uh, but no. So I'm going to give that to the Dutch. I think the Dutch. Yeah, the are Dutch go are winning. It. Okay, good. So uh, the Dutch have gone through, and the, and the Belgians. Belgians. It's a, a victory for the Lowlands overall. Mm. Good day for the um, for the Lowlands down there yes. in the um, the middle bit of Europe. Yeah. And if if you're interested in learning more about uh, those brewery, that brewery and that distillery, we did a Lowlands podcast we devoted did. entirely, in fact, to uh, to Duval and to Kettle One. So you can hear more about those on the podcast, please. Yeah, and also Sorry. the next podcast we've got coming out is all about Czech beer. So you yes. can hear pretty much what I said about Budvar twice. You lucky guys. 
<laughs> so that concludes that round. They are through those teams to the next phase. And I'm scrabbling around for the spread cheeks. Uh, the spread cheeks. What's going on? Oh, it's England, Germany. England. Next, folks. And Scotland, Ireland. Yep, that's the yeah. next one. And then we've got Sweden, Austria, France, Russia. Gosh. And then once so... they're done, then we're into the serious that shit gets real. The, uh, the business end. The, um, the business end of the tournament. Yeah. Um, how exciting. And then there's the semis, and then I've done, and then there's final. It's a, it's, a, it's a standard tournament structure. Talking of semis, I am very excited um, about that picture behind you, but also what comes next. So, um, so it's all to play for. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more football to be played um, and yes. other similar cliches. Yes. Well done. Football's the winner. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.